Well, Joe, looking at uh, Joe DiMaggio and Stan Musial, just brings to mind the fact that these World Series brings the best in baseball together. Certainly does that, all right, Ernie. And uh, I can imagine that Musial and DiMaggio will be talking about the 42 World Series, which was the first one for the man. He is just having a great time as he poses for picture with the uh, pictures with the great uh, Yankee Clipper DiMaggio. Whitey Ford continues to warm up, and Whitey, of course, no stranger to these World Series. But I tell you something, and you can't help but think about it. You see him here every October, and as the guys kid about it, they seem to hang around that extra week. Until that first pitch is made and until that first foul tip, they're all nervous. That fellow who gives you that uh, answer that it's just another ball game, forget about it. He's just whistling in the dark, Ernie. Well, you know, I was interested in the comment Whitey Ford had. He said he loves the pitching World Series. He thinks it's a big game, and it does a lot for him. It makes him a better pitcher, and his record has certainly proved that. The record certainly proves it in the way he uh, seems to rise to the occasion. And when you, when you look at it in statistics, uh, it's always impressive, 24 and 7 as far as percentages. But, you know, the way ball players measure pitchers, and you can measure any one of the pitchers that will be going in this series because it's going to be a, a series everybody expects great pitching. The way ball players measure them is how good a pitcher is he with that man on third base and less than two outs where that ground ball will score that run uh, with the infield back or that fly ball. And that's the big thing when you describe uh, either a Colfax or a Padres or a Drysdale or a Ford. Uh, they seem to know what they have to do in a particular spot. I know I was uh, talking about uh, Whitey with uh, Yogi, and I said, Yogi, I said, he reminds me of, of a discount house pitcher. Here's the guy that they just soon, uh, as we said earlier, uh, make three pitches and uh, get three outs. But if he has to strike out somebody, then you see him tug on that belt a little bit and go to work. And then it's a battle between Ford and the hitter over the course of the summer. Tough ball games with the Dodgers. Sandy Koufax the same way. All you have to do is look at his strikeout record, and you can see what this guy specializes in. 306 strikeouts. 306 anything, Ernie, is a lot. It's a good batting average, even. <laughs> you know, they, they try to uh, figure out what's the big difference in Koufax. And he says that when he realized that he didn't have to throw every pitch with all his might, he became a pitcher. And that he can spot his fastball. The pitches that get you in trouble is the one you have to come in three balls in one strike or two balls in no strike when that hitter is ahead of you and they can look for a pitch. Up until the last couple of years, Kofax would just rear back and throw that real hard fastball in the strike zone. But now... He can spot that fastball, and that's the difference between a good pitcher and a mediocre one. The good one can throw it low and inside if he has to. Well, there go the Yankees on the field, and Mickey Mound just about got himself a very early shower as the ground crew kind of soaking the infield or working around first base, and Mound ran right through the hose being held by the ground crew here. The 1963 World Series, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the New York Yankees. Hope has just finished his warm-up tosses. Ford continues to 
warm up with his coach, Jim Hagan. And the Marine color guard will now raise the colors in center field. And our national anthem. Star of production around the world in 80 days, accompanied by Guy Lombardo and his Royal Canadians, sings our national anthem. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Elaine Malbin. seconds for station identification. Play safe and serve your guest Saratoga Vichy, the perfect mixer. Everyone likes world-famous Saratoga Vichy's dry taste. Makes any mixed drink taste better. Get Saratoga Vichy with the bright yellow label. WGY Schenectady. The 1963 World Series about to get underway. Whitey Ford has just finished his warm-up process. He's headed for the Yankee dugout and right next to it is Dan the Man Musial. Seated alongside the Commissioner of Baseball, Commissioner Ford Frick, and the Yankee great, the Yankee Clipper, Joe DiMaggio. And Musial will throw out the first ball to get this great World Series underway. All the Yankees poised on the top step of the dugout, they want to see this. The Dodgers the same way on the third base side. The crowd starting to rise to its feet. Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio standing. You can hear in the background the applause for the Yankee great. He hands that baseball to Stan, the man Musial. DiMaggio and Musial. I think I could play in that outfield and help it. <laughs> this World Series has been 
broadcast over 540 radio stations in the United States and Canada, plus many others in Mexico and Latin America. And how happy we are to be able to bring you this 1963 World Series. You know, oddly enough... to say, oddly enough, they both looked nervous as they stood there, DiMaggio and Musial, and what a tremendous feeling came over this ballpark as Sandman threw out the first ball, and now both DiMaggio and Musial threw the Yankee dugout to watch this 1963 World Series. Whitey Ford against Sandy Koufax, the Dodgers against the Yankees, and now to start the play-by-play from the Detroit Tigers, Ernie Harwell. Thank you, Joe, and hi, everybody. Well, George, just shows you Stan started out as a minor league pitcher, and he made the World Series pitching, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did, Ernie. Whitey Ford taking his final tune-up now, ready to face Mari Wills, the quick-hitting shortstop. Mari, the great base stealer of the Dodgers. Incidentally, today is the birthday of Mari Wills. He's 31 years old. And celebrating it, leading off the 1963 World Series. Wills will be batting right-handed. He hit 302 for the season and had 34 runs batted in. And one of the great jewels in this series is expected to be the speed of Wills and the other Dodgers against the Yankee pitching and defense. Joe Paparella. The senior man in the American League is umpiring behind the plate. Tom Gorman of the National League at first base. Larry Knapp of the American League at second. And Shag Crawford of the National League at third. John Wright down the right field line. And Tony Benzon of the National League down the left field line. Ford ready to pitch. Here's a foul back. Series is underway. Whitey Ford gave him a fastball, and Will fouled it off. Outfield is rather shallow and straight away on Mari Will. Boyer playing in tight at third. He's got to be ready. Ford, the winningest pitcher in World Series history, trying for his 11th victory in the series. Ball up high. High, tight fastball. He started the bump and then didn't. You can see the scouting report in action, Ernie, as that whole infield broke like a used track team when he shortened up the bunt. Yes, sir. That boy was coming right in. Here's the pitch. Swing and a fly ball down the right field line. Going back his Pepitone. It's a foul ball and out of play. A little short pop fly that fell just in front of the seats in foul territory. Ball not high enough for Joe to get under. Well, the temperature today is 71 degrees. Clear sky. Will stepping back into the batter's box. The World Series just getting underway at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. 
24 to lines and 50. Here's a strike. Oh, he struck him out. Ford plays the fastball on the outside corner, and Marley Wills is called out on strike. Here's Jim Gilliam now, another switch hitter. There are four switch hitters in the series, two on each side. Mantle and Tresh for the Yankees. Gilliam batted 282 last year, this season. There's a foul back and out of play. Back on the screen, swinging on the person. It's a double plus when I get that Wills because he's a key man on the offense for the Dodgers, and Gilliam is a much better hitter with Wills on because he likes to hit with that infield broken up, and Wills, of course, a good runner. So Ford solves two problems by getting Wills. Jim Gilliam waiting. Here it comes. He swings the bounding ball to short. Kubek grabs it. They throw to Pepitone in time. Two up and two down. Now here is Willie Davis, the center fielder and a left-hand batter. He's 245, nine home runs and 60 RBI. Born in Arkansas, but lives in California. Grew up around the Los Angeles area. Another Dodger speedster, and Boya is in tight on the grass inside the bag at third. Ford pitching, swing and a miss. Breaking ball down around the knees. The seventh opening World Series game for Whitey Ford. He delivers. It's a strike. Fastball that time. Strike two, the count on Willie Davis. The first two Dodgers have gone down 1-2 against Whitey Ford here in the opening inning. Whitey ready, delivers. There's a swing No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of a half inning, Dodgers nothing, Yankees nothing. This is just Ralph Houck's third year as Yankee manager, and he's shooting for his third world title. When Mel Allen asked Ralph, have you tried the new Gillette stainless blade, listen to what he said. Tried it. Mel, I feel like I discovered it. That first shave, wow, never experienced such comfort. And each Gillette stainless gives me plenty more shaves just like it. As soon as these incomparable blades are released in the city, men start passing the good word. Because on any steel, it's the edge that counts. And Gillette edges are the sharpest, easiest shaving in the world. You shave quick with comfort you never thought possible. Every shave with each blade is clean, equally smooth and easy, because Gillette has achieved unequal uniformity from blade to blade. Dispenser to dispenser. Get supreme shaving luxury with the Gillette Stainless at the lowest price per blade. Six for 89 cents. Now Sandy Koufax takes to the mound. Warming up now, ready to pitch to the Yankees in the last half of the first inning. Ernie, I think the Dodgers already set a pattern as far as what they're thinking about in regards to Whitey Ford. Nobody was taking any pitches. They were jumping on the first good pitch that Whitey threw in there. 
Usually it takes a pitcher maybe five or six hitters to find out whether a club is taking, whether they'll go to the opposite field. But with Whitey Ford and the first three Dodgers, he found out one thing for sure. They weren't up there taking. Here's Tony Kubak, the shortstop, the leadoff for New York. Kubak delivers. It's a strike call. That one up about ladder high toward the outside corner. No score in the first inning. The Yankees at bat. Tony batted 257 this year. He swings on a low one and fouls it out of the middle of Roseboro. Strike two, the count on the Yankee leadoff man. Center fielder Willie Davis, a little bit to left center. Two back hits to all sides. There's a very wide pitch, and the count is one and two. Now, both these pitches in this game grew up around New York. Marty Ford out in Queens. Kopax in Brooklyn. Kopax is more of a basketball star in his youth than baseball. Here's a swing and a miss. He struck him out on a curveball. Sweeping curve, and Tony Kubak. Joe, they say it's bad luck to strike out that first man. Each pitcher did it. Yeah, but I'm the other way. You can't strike out 27. You don't get that first one. And I'll say one other thing, Ernie. That uh, the fellow who thought that the curveball is an optical illusion, I wish he'd get into his ballpark today because both these guys seem to have great curveballs going. Here's Bobby Richardson, who hit 265 this year. He swings and misses. One strike on the boy from Sumter, South Carolina, Bobby Richardson. Kofax pitching. There's a curve foul back and out of play. Strike two. Kofax gives the Yankees a pretty high kick. Must uh, help hiding the ball as he releases it. Big, tall, rangy guy. Now the windup and the pitch to Bob. He swings and misses. Blew that pass one by. Kofax strikes out the first two. Here's Tom Tresh, son of the famous major leaguer. Tom, rookie of the year last year, and this season at 269, at 25 home runs and 71 RBIs. Outfield bends around the left, batting right-handed. Here's the ball outside. Traction mantled. Hitting number three and number four, the switch it is in the Yankee lineup. Kopak comes right back. The pitch is a curve. It's a little bit in too close. Two and oh. First time a batter has been ahead of a pitcher in this game. Yep, there's a slow curve over. Throw all varieties, don't they, Joe? And from all different angles, there's a tip-off on his Kofax, Ernie. Two balls and no strikes. Not only a curveball, but he let up on it. It'll pop your shoestrings every time. Now they wind up, and the pitch stretch swings and fouls it upstairs out of play. 2-2 two -two the count on Tom. I think as the game progresses, two big factors here. The high sky, there are no clouds that help on those pop flies, and the shadows. Once the shadows cover home plate, these two guys who can really fire, it's going to help the pitcher. 
Shadow right now is cutting across behind the plate. It won't be very long before it's across in front. Here's the pitch. It's a strike call. He struck him out. Kovac. Strikes out for five. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of one full inning, Los Angeles nothing, New York nothing. Here's the biggest hand bargain going. The papermate refill. And that means free refill. Yes, buy one famous papermate piggyback pen for just $1.69. Get an extra piggyback refill free. Or buy a handsome papermate capri pen for just $1.95. Get an extra jumbo refill free. Yes, you get papermate quality and free refills too. You know, papermate pens never skip. They even write over butter. And every papermate is guaranteed. It must write or we replace it. Now's the time to get yourself or anyone in your family a new Papermate pen while this free refill offer lasts. Buy a Papermate piggyback pen for $1.69. Get an extra piggyback refill free. Or buy a Papermate Capri pen for $1.95. Get an extra jumbo refill free. Come to the Papermate free fill now, wherever Papermate pens are sold. No score at the end of one full inning, and Tommy Davis leading off against Whitey Ford in the Dodgers second. There's a ball down low, the fastball from Whitey. Tommy, the left fielder, right-hand batter, led the National League with a 326 mark. Had the most RBIs on the Dodgers Club, 88. There's a ground ball, hit slowly toward Kubek. He grabs it on the big hop, throw the Pepitone in time. One up and one down in the Dodgers' second. No score in this battle, and Frank Howard, the biggest guy physically in this series, steps up. He hit 273 for Los Angeles this year. Had the most home runs for them, 28, and knocked in 64 runs. Big Bahama from Green Bay, Wisconsin. He takes a fastball outside from Whitey Ford. This guy can get fooled with the pitch and still hit it well over 400 feet. I'd say the batter uses only he could put wires on it. Here's the windup and the pitch on the way. He takes a strike on the outside corner. One and one to count. Outfield deep and a little bit to left. The infield back. One out, nobody on. No score. Second inning. There's a drive into center field. Mantle is going back. Still going. It is over his head. Up against the fence. The first hit of the game. Howard goes in standing with a double. The series first hit. A long drive into deep left center over the head of Mickey Mantle. And Howard is on with a two-bagger. Looked like a low fastball or a low slider. Uh, it was inside, and the big guy jumped on it, and he hit it to the deepest part of his ballpark and hit that wall on a fly. Tremendous power. Here's Bill Scarron now, the ex-Yankee, back to play against his old teammate. This will be the eighth World Series for Scarron. 
As a Dodger this year, he batted 203 and had four home runs and 19 RBI. He appeared in 89 games. Facing Whitey Ford, man on second, Howard, one man down, no score, second inning. The pitch is a ball outside. Ford's been wasting that first pitch on quite a few of the hitters. The outside fastball to open him up. Now the set by Whitey, who looks to second, the pitch to Scour, and he swung on a bounding ball up the middle. It is through for a base hit. Howard is rounding third. He's coming home to score, and the Dodgers lead one to nothing on the single by Scour. Bill Scarum, the ex-Yankee, hits the grounder through the box, scoring Frank Howard from second, and the Dodgers take a one-to-nothing lead in the first game of the World Series. Second inning, Los Angeles with a man at first base and one away. Dick Krzyzewski playing second base. A right-hand batter now faces Whitey Ford. He had 226 this year in 104 games. Ball up high, fastball outside. Ford's been giving him that fastball outside quite a bit on that first pitch, Joe. He's got an idea they'd be jumping on that first ball and being first ball hitters, and if they are, they're going to have to hit his pitch. Now the set by Whitey, the pitch is a strike up there, letter high, and over the plate, one and one on Suzuki. That good pitcher can always spot the hitter one pitch and come right back and get even. Man on first. One man down, one to nothing. The Dodgers lead the Yankees in the second. The 1-1 delivery. He swings as a drive into center field for a base hit. Scourin holds it second as Mammel picks up the ball. And Suzuki singles his first time at bat in the World Series. There's a fellow who spent 11 years in the minor league. And in his first time at bat in the World Series, hits Whitey Ford for a single. Two men on for the Dodgers, and a one away. That'll bring to back John Roseborough. Three straight hits for the Dodgers. A double by Howard, a single by Scourin, and a single by Krzyzewski. The Dodgers have scored. They lead one to nothing in the second. And Roseborough, a left-hand batter, up to face 24. 236 this season. Swing and a miss on a knee-high fastball. They have really swung around to play Roseboro to pull to the right side, and just saw Cooper give the sign to Boyer. Should Roseboro squib that ball off the end of the bat, we might see the oddity of the double play from the third baseman to the shortstop over to first because Richardson is way over. Now the step by four, the pitch swung on with a five-ball hit deep and maybe foul. Down the line, we'll watch it. A high 
high fly down the right field foul line. The holding line all the way and winning the seats in fair territory. A home run is four to nothing Los Angeles. His co-backs had a strike called. Whitey Ford into action, delivers, swing and a miss by Sandy. Two strikes on him now. The Dodgers breaking in front here with four runs in the second inning. The pitch is swung on and popped foul out of play back upstairs. Two strikes. Well, this is the seventh World Series game for Roseboro, but that's his first home run in the series competition. Four to nothing, Dodgers lead. The pitch on the way. Swing with a fly ball to short right. Maris is there, backs up a step or so now, and makes the catch. Kofax is out on a fly to Roger Maris. Means there are two down with the bases empty, and Mari Wills, who struck out to start the ball game, will be up for his second turn. After Tommy Davis bounced to short, the Dodgers came up with four straight hits off Whitey Ford. A double by Howard, singles by Scourn and Suzuki, and then the three-run homer by Rose Barrow. Here's Mari Wills now. Outfield shallow and straight away. Ford began his uh, motion, and time was called by Paparella at the plate. Strike, the fastball at her high. And Will's doing a lot of little things that make a good leadoff man, trying to give Kofax a little breather. He's stalling a little bit for time and took a pitch. Here's another strike, a curve over. Two strike count on Will's. Four delivers, it's a strike call on the inside corner. Struck him out. That's the third strikeout for Whitey Ford. And in the Dodgers' second inning, they pick up four runs on four hits. There were no errors and nobody left. And at the end of one and one-half innings, Los Angeles four, New York nothing. Well, the World Series veteran around this ballpark today is Yogi Berra. Yogi has played in 74 World Series games. And we have a recording of Yogi with Mel Allen. Let's hear it. Tell me, Yogi, how long have you been shaving with a Gillette Slim Adjustable Razor? Over a year now, Mel, but I still can't get over the smooth, easy shave I get. And clean, really clean. Yogi goes for the easy, clean shaves he gets with a Slim Adjustable Razor. So will you. It's exclusive nine-position micrometer dial lets you choose the exact blade setting to suit your skin and beard. And its compact shaving head lets you get into those hard-to-reach spots with ease. For tops and shaving convenience and refreshment, use extra-rich, foamy, instant lather shave cream. Get the ball right now to savings as a Gillette World Series special. Slim adjustable razor with super blue blade plus foamy regular or menthol. A $2.29 value for only $1.79. You save 50 cents.
The Yankees batting now, the second inning, and the Dodgers lead him four to nothing. Here's Mickey Mantle, batting right-handed and swinging on Kopax's first delivery. Strike. Kopax struck out the first three many faced. There's a ball up high, one and one. Dodgers four, Yanks nothing, second inning. There's a foul on the screen. Fastball foul back. Now the shade of the light tower has cut right across the plate. You know, a lot of times if a pitcher has control problems and he jumps out to a lead, the other ball club will take pitches, trying to get a walk and get something started, but the Yankees are not taking anything. They're still swinging at that first good strike. Now the wind-up by Sandy. He delivers. It's a strike call. The fourth straight strikeout for Sandy Kopach. Here's Roger Maris. Roger, who has been out of the lineup with injuries, as has Mickey Mantle throughout the year. Up to face Kopax. And the left hand about it looks at a high fastball, ball one. Now it's at 269. He appeared in only 89 games. At 23 home runs and 53 RBIs. There's a tap hit toward first base, maybe foul. It is rolling into foul territory and picked up there by Stalin. Fort Cooper in uh, 1943 in the World Series, pitching for the St. Louis Cardinals against the New York Yankees, struck out the first five batters that he faced. Kopax has a chance to tie that record if he can get Maris on strikes. There's a foul ball. It's past the Yankee dugout on the ground. A little uh, tap as he checked his swing. One and two, the count on Rod. Well, the most consecutive strikeouts in a ball game in the World Series is six. Now the one-two delivery. It's a ball outside. He curved him wide. A big sweeper. Gilliam is very wide of the back at third, almost playing into the hole between short and third. And Wills, the shortstop, pulled over towards second base. The windup, Sandy delivers. Swing and a miss. He struck him on. Dodgers lead four to nothing over the Yankees at five in a row. Tying the most consecutive strikeouts beginning a ball game. Now with Howard at bat, Kopax has a chance to tie the record of six any time in the ball game. There's a high foul fly, maybe in play. Here comes Roseboro over near the seats in front of the Yankee dugout and makes the catch. Reaching almost in to pull it to his miss. The Yankees in the second. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of two, Los Angeles for New York, nothing. 
Well, John Roseborough made a nice catch right there, and we taped a recorded chat that Vince Scully had with John. Here it is. Tell me, John, have you tried the new Gillette stainless blade? You bet I have, Ben, and I still find it hard to believe any blade could give you such a comfortable shade. So many of them, too. The Gillette stainless is really tops. That, in effect, is what men are saying about the new Gillette stainless blade, because on any steel, it's the edge that counts. And Gillette has the sharpest, easiest shaving edges in the world. One blade will prove to you these superb mirror finish edges on long-lasting stainless steel can mean in comfort and convenience. The first shave, smooth, easy, almost beyond belief. More just like it in every blade, but beyond that, blade after blade you'll find unequaled uniformity. Get the dispenser of six incomparable Gillette stainless blades for 89 cents, the lowest price per blade. Artie Ford on the mound now, pitching to Jim Gilliam, and the right-hand batter takes the ball down low. Ball one on Jim. Four to nothing, the Dodgers lead in the third. They scored their four in the second off Artie Ford. It's a high foul fly. It'll be back of the plate at auto play. One and one on Gilliam. Fifth World Series for Gilliam. He's the veteran in the pointed series on this Dodger ball club. Board ready pitches. Here's a ball up too high. Two and one. Jim was born in Nashville, now lives out in Los Angeles. Frank Howard opening the surge in the second with a double, then Scourin and Suzuki single, and Roseborough followed with a home run to give the Dodgers their four. As they drive in the right center for a base hit, Mantle over the glove side to field the ball, and Gilliam has a leadoff single here in the Los Angeles third. That'll bring up Willie Davis, the willowy left-hand batter who plays center field for Walter Austin. Davis struck out to end the first inning. Howard is, Elson Howard has motioned over to the Yankee bench to let me know something with uh, Gilliam on because uh, Davis, the left-hand hitter, is screening him. He squares, he bucks the ball and misses. Strike one on Davis. Oh boy, uh, and almost on top of Willie on that one. Ernie, he's going to have to make that first base and feel that ball because that boy is looking right down his Adam's apple. Ford takes a little more time before letting this one go. 4-0 Dodgers, third inning. The pitch, Davis swings a bombing ball. It's toward Richardson. He's going to second with it for one to Kubak, and it's a fourth out. Willie Davis safe at first base. The play going second to Short, who covered it second. We'll bring up Tommy Davis, who has bounced to Kubek, his only time at bat. Dodgers four, Yanks nothing, third inning, the opening game of the 1963 World Series. Marty Ford, who won 24 in the regulation campaign, pitching against Kofax on a bright, sunny afternoon. Tommy Davis fouls it off on the ground over toward the Dodger dugout. Willie Davis on first base on the fourth. It's one away here in the third. 
Richardson has pulled to his right a little bit over towards second. Kubek has deepened and gone into the hole at short. Now Ford sets and pitches. Is a line drive to right of a six. Willie Davis headed for third. Here's Maris. His throw to Boya. He's safe. A single. A man at first. A man at third. told us that fella could go from first to third, Joe. One of the best descriptions I've ever heard of uh, Willie Davis, Ernie, is that he will make a stand-up double into a slide-in triple. <laughs> and he just about did that because Maris uncorked a fine throw, but I tell you, they'll first and third and grab that brass ring every time. They don't even look for uh, where the ball is or look for a sign. They just take for granted they should be on third base when that base hit is uh, to right field. Well, here's that big uh, right-handed batting outfielder now, Frank Howard. Started the damage against Ford in the second with a long two-base hit. He's up with a man at first and a man at third and one away. He swings a ground ball foul down past third base. One strike on Howard. Six Dodger hits by six different batters. And the big one, the three-run homer by Roseball in the second. Here's the set by Ford. He pitches. There's a pop foul back of the plate. Here comes Elston Howard near the screen. And makes the catch. Now the runners are holding. As Boyer came in to cover the plate, Richardson went over to third to be there. Ford also came in at the plate. Kubek took care of second. Well, that means there are runners at first and third with two down now instead of one down. And here's Scourin. Scourin, who knocked in the first run. He singled Howard home in the second. The big moose. Racing Whitey Ford. Four-nothing Dodgers, third inning. Here's a drive to left center. Base hit. Willie Davis scores. Tommy Davis headed for third. It'll be a single, another run in, five to nothing Dodgers. Second RBI for Scourin, his second hit. The seventh hit for Los Angeles. Runners are at first and third with two down. And Dick Krasuski, who singled his first time at bat in the World Series, will be up again. Ford ready delivers. Here's a ball outside. Ball one. Time called. He wants to go over the bat rack. Pete Reese coaches at third for the Dodgers. Joe Becker at first base. Five runs, seven hits, and no errors for Los Angeles. No runs, no hits, and no errors for New York. Looks him over. He bends in at the knees. Krasuski does. Here's a pitch. Swing on a ground ball to third. Boya gloves it. Toss to Richardson at second for the fourth out. And that retires the side. So the Dodgers get one run on three hits. There were no errors and two left. And at the end of two and one half innings, Los Angeles five and New York seven. 
Well, that Bobby Richardson, quite a ball player. Top fielder, good hitter, and quick on the bases. He's been on the go all season. Mel Allen slowed him down and recorded the answer to this question. Say, Bobby, how long have you been shaving with a Gillette Slim Adjustable Razor? Over a year now, Mel. I've got a heavy beard and tender skin, so I need the Slim Adjustable Razor to get the kind of shave that's just right for me. Clean and comfortable. Comfortable, close shaves, quick and easy shaves, enjoyed by millions of men who own a Gillette Slim Adjustable Razor. It has Gillette's exclusive micrometer dial that gives you a choice of nine different blade settings. Let you pick the one that's right for your skin and beard. Now get everything you need for clean, easy, all Gillette shaves that are savings for the World Series special. Slim, adjustable razor with super blue blades, plus foamy instant lather shave cream, regular or menthol, to super soak your beard throughout your shave. A $2.29 value, yours for only $1.79. You save 50 cents. Joe Pepitone, the Yankee first baseman, the leadoff against Sandy Kopech. A couple of Brooklyn boys facing each other. It's a ball up high, ball one. Left hand about it, he's played uh, to right. Kopech delivers, Pepitone hits it in the air, foul, back at first base. Scourin coming over, but it's into the seat. One and one, that's the count on Joe. He hit 271 for the Yankees this year. 27 home runs and was the top RBI man on the Yankee club with 89. Dodgers lead the Yanks five to nothing in the third. Here it is, a fastball that's outside. Two and one on Pepitone. Willie Davis is over in right center on him. The big gap is between left and center field. Kofax checking his sign with John Roseboro. Here's the pitch. It's a strike, a fastball, enter high. 2-2, Two -two, that's the count on Tepitone. Kofax struck out the first five many face. Then got Elston Howard. On a foul fly. Here's a swing and a miss. He struck him out. Sandy's got that strikeout pitch working. He's been using a slow curveball. Looks like to uh, start his uh, strike streak. And then comes in with that good fastball. I tell you, Ernie, you could break in a new glove in four innings the way he's popping it. Wouldn't take long, would it? Just Clay Boy, you know, 251 hit it for the year. And the left-hander delivers to him, swing and a miss on the fastball. The shadow we were talking about now has cut right across the plate, adding to the pitcher's effectiveness. Here it comes. He swings a pounding ball off the glove of Kopak, back to second. Krasuski throws to scour in time for the out. That's the first ball that's been hit on the ground. Catcher to the second baseman to the first baseman will be the scoring on that one. And here's Ed Ford, Whitey Ford to bat. 
There's a swing and a little pop fly over near third base. Gilliam shading his eyes, makes the catch in fair territory, and the side out, one, two, three. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of the first three innings, Los Angeles 5, New York nothing. Well, fans, don't miss out on the 1963 Gillette World Series special that saves you 50 cents. You get the streamlined Gillette Slim Adjustable Razor with the exclusive my chromative blade-setting dial. Nine settings to choose from, and one is just right for you. And you get a 79-cent can of Gillette Pony Instant Lather Shave Cream, regular or menthol. It adds up to a $2.29 value, yours now for only $1.79. The Gillette World Series Special, slim adjustable razor with super blue blade, plus extra rich foamy for $1.79. You save 50 cents. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. 810 of you dial WGY Schenectady. You'll be buying a 1000 when you serve your guest Saratoga Ginger Ale. It's a pale dry ginger ale with just right combination of the kiss of imported Jamaican ginger. Serve ice cold, Saratoga ginger ale is the ginger perfect way to listen to the World Series. Its lively taste and tangy flavor will make a hit with all your friends. So game time, snack time, anytime, serve and enjoy ginger perfect Saratoga ginger ale, most refreshing beverage you can sip. Now on special sale at your favorite store. that four-run surge in the second inning. Five to nothing Dodgers here in the fourth. Here's a strike call. Ford gave him a fastball in above the knees. Roseboro's seventh year with the Dodgers. Our Whitey pitches, and he takes the ball outside, one and one. His home run was his first in series competition. Left hand batter waiting on the left hand pitcher. He takes a strike on the outside corner, one and two on Roseboro. He's followed by Koufax and then the top of the batting order, Maury Will. John was born in Ashland, Ohio, but now lives in Compton, California. Here's the pitch. He swings and misses. Struck him out on a wide one. Had him going fishing on that one a little bit. So there's one out and nobody on. And the Dodger fourth, they lead five to nothing. And here comes Kopak to that. Listen to the ovation. Whitey Ford now has four strikeouts. Kopak fly to right his first time up. Strike call. Five to nothing. Dodgers lead the Yanks in the fourth inning. Outfield shallow and straight away. The infield back. There's a curveball down low on the count even one and one. Ford has slowed his pitching pace a little bit now. He's uh, stepped back, rubbed up the baseball. Five to nothing, Dodgers lead. Here's the windup, here's the pitch. Swinging a foul ball on the ground behind the plate. One and two. 
the ninth World Series for Whitey Ford. First one back in 1950, and with all the great pitching records he's had, he's won 20 games only twice. Here's a ground ball foul that's down toward third. Still a one-two count on Kofax. Two fellows who grew up around the New York area vying against each other right now. Both these fellows have played first base in their Sandlot days. Here's the one-two pitch. Swing and a foul back. Out of play. with four runs in the second. They added one in the third. And the Yankees, uh, so far, have not had a runner. Here's the windup by Whitey. He delivers. There's a foul ball back of the plate. Randy just got a little bit of that one. Fouled it off. Whitey's throwing a lot of curveballs. You know, Koufax has really improved as a hitter and used to be. In fact, his own manager said he once gave him a take sign with three balls and two strikes. It used to be that whenever Koufax would hit a foul ball, it meant that he broke a slump. But uh, he's gotten to where he gets that bat on that ball pretty good. One out, nobody on. The one-two pitch from Whitey. Swing a ground ball to third. Boy, has it. The long throw to Pepitone in plenty of time. And they're two up and two down in the Dodger fourth inning. We'll bring the top of the batting order, Marley Wills, up now. Kofax is running back, and Wills is trying to stall to uh, give Kofax <laughs> a chance to uh, at least get his breath. Paparella uh, behind the plate is motioning the wheels to get on up there, but that's just one of the little things that a leadoff man has to do. And many times the manager will ask you to take the first pitch. And now Wills, another little trick, asked to take a look at the baseball. Now you know Kofax couldn't have damaged it too much. <laughs> Every little bit helps, Joe. Yes, sir. They scrounge and they fight for him. Two out, nobody on. In the fourth inning, Wills takes the fastball high from Whitey Ford, ball one. Dodgers ahead, five to nothing in the opening game of the 1963 World Series. The wind-up, the pitch. It's a ball down low. 2-0 the count on Maury. Turned switch hitter at uh, Spokane. Bobby Bregan uh, suggested he be switch hit and taught him how to do it. As they drive, steered by Ford right at the mound. A line drive about knee-high to Whitey. And he made a good glove hand catch of the ball. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left. And at the end of the first half of the fourth, Dodgers five, Yanks nothing. Well, one of the big guys on the Dodger pitching staff is Don Drysdale. And Don was talking with Vince Scully not long ago. Let's listen in. Hey, Don, that's a real clean-looking shave you've got there. Sure, Vin, it's a Gillette shave. Nothing like it to keep a man looking his best. And there's nothing like it for comfort. Don Drysdale and millions of men know the easy way to look and feel their best. The quick, refreshing, all-Gillette shave. Foamy, instant, lavish shave cream gives whiskers a super soaking. Keeps them moist from first easy stroke to last. 
Slip a super blue blade in your smell adjustable razor and dial the blade setting that's just right for your particular skin and beard. Gillette's exclusive micrometer dial has nine settings. Lower numbers for lighter beards. Higher numbers for heavy beards. Right now, as a Gillette World Series special, get the slim adjustable razor with super blue blade plus foamy regular or menthol for only a dollar seventy-nine. It's a two twenty-nine value, so you save fifty cents. Well, the Yankees so far have gone down in order against uh, the left-hand slants of Sandy Koufax. A great strikeout artist for the Dodgers. Now, Kubek faces him leading off in the fourth inning. There's a fastball outside. Ball one on Tony. Koufax has uh, been an organized ball nine years. All of the Dodgers. There's a swing and a miss. Pitch toward the outside. The wind-up by Sandy, the left-hander delivers, and Kubek looks at a strike call in just above the knees. One and two. Los Angeles have five runs, seven hits, and no errors. The Yankees have no runs, no hits, and no errors. The Yanks now at bat in the fourth. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. The low curveball. Joe, that's a tough one to hit. It's a tough ball to get under when you come from right over the top. I tell you, Ernie, you get the feeling that you're hitting uphill and he's pitching downhill uh, when you can come overhanded like that. And he's had good control, Koufax, of the let-up curveball, the one he just got Koufax, and that real good quick breaker. Here's Bobby Richardson now, and he takes the ball down low. Bobby struck out in the first inning. All three men fanned in the first inning. Seven strikeouts for Sandy Koufax. Swing and a miss. One and one on Richardson. Here's the fellow they have to guard all the exits against. He hits to every field. Also an excellent butter. Koufax pitching. There's a grounder hit toward first base. It's rolling into foul territory now. Picked up there by Bill Scarron. An old friend of yours down there coaching at first base, Joe. Yes, sir. You've seen that fellow around somewhere, haven't you? Yeah, oh, you all don't appear to be too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Trissetti is, too. He's been here once or twice. <laughs> One and two, the count on Richardson. Koufax kicks and fires. Here's a swing and a miss. He struck you out. Well, he changed up on him that time and gave him the big soap bubble curveball. Struck him out. Ernie, he might have got away with the pitch that time. That was a let-up curveball high. It was the only curveball, let-up curveball, it is, that he's gotten above that belt, and it was in Richardson's eyes, but he got away with it. Well, here's Tom Tresh now, the slip hitter, batting right-handed against Sandy. That's eight strikeouts. Here's the pitch. Swing and a foul ball. It's right down at the plate. Paparello looking that one over. Dodgers five and the Yankees nothing in the fourth inning. 
Yanks have the bases empty and two away. They've not had a base runner yet. Now the pitch. It's a ball just off the corner. One and one. Boy, this big tall guy gets a lot of leverage in that pitch. Here it comes. He swings and misses on a fastball. One and two on check. You know, Ernie, with the rhythmic motion that he has, he hides that ball well. He gives you enough herky-jerky in his delivery to be tough. Here it comes. A strike call. He struck him out. Another curve got over the slow curve ball for the ninth strikeout by Kopak. Nothing across. And at the end of four, Dodgers five, Yankees nothing. Well, Joe Pepitone's done a good job for the Yankees at first base, and we asked Joe, have you tried the new Gillette's famous blade? And here's a tape recording of what he had to say. I haven't really tried them. I've sold several friends on using them, too, because there's no other blade like it. I get the sleekest shaves of my life, again and again with the same blade. When you take that first easy stroke, you see why one man tells another about the incomparable new Gillette stainless blade. On stainless steel on any steel, it's the edge that counts. And Gillette edges are the sharpest, easy shaving in the world. Quick shaves or pressing shaves, time after time with each blade. And comfort, why you couldn't ask for an easier shave. What more, you can depend on it, blade after blade, dispenser after dispenser. Because Gillette guarantees uniformity, unmatched by any other manufacturer. The Gillette stainless is yours at the lowest price per blade. 89 cents for a six-blade dispenser. Five to nothing, Dodgers lead. Here's the fifth inning, and Jim Gilliam, one for two against Whitey Ford. It's a ball down low, and Jim ball one. Batting right-handed against the Yankee left-hander. It's a ball up high. Two at all, the count on Jim Gilliam. up and the pitch on the way. It's a ball. Low it outside. 3-0 the count. Body ready. Pitches again. Outside for ball four. He walks. Here's the first base on balls in the game. Now, here's Willie Davis, the lanky left-hand batting outfielder. Willie has struck out and bounced into a fourth so far. Similar situation, Ernie. He bunted the first time. Our Boyer's looking for it. Yeah, he tries to bump this time and misses on an outside delivery. Strike one. If he continues in the same pattern... He'll swing at this one, but Boyer doesn't believe it. Cleet Boyer is right in on top of him. Now, Ford checks his sign and then uh, deals over to first base to keep Gilliam close. Ford has a fine pickup, uh, pickoff move. One of the best. 
There's a ball outside. Look at that boy you come in. He's almost behind him, wasn't he? I'll tell you, if the Davis just raised his voice, he could find out how many tickets boy has got left for the <laughs> Dodgers series. The Dodgers uh, use a lot of uh, run and bunt, where the fellow at first base will just break like he's stealing, and wherever the ball's bunted, uh, we'll get him over there. The way it is right now, Willie Davis is going to have to bunt that ball at first base. Now the set and the pitch. There's a bunt down back toward the mound. Ford feels it, throws to first to Richardson covering, and the sacrifice gets Gilliam on to second base. That'll go pitcher to second base who covered. Gilliam moving to second on the bunt sacrifice, and the batter will be Tommy Davis. Stan Williams is throwing in the Yankee bullpen right now. Tommy Davis, the right-hand batter, the league's leading hitter, in the National League with a bounce to short and a single to right so far this afternoon at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Five to nothing, the Dodgers lead in the fifth inning. Gilliam uh, bluffed back by Whitey Ford as uh, Richardson ducked in behind him. Here's a pitch. He takes a strike, a fastball in above the knees on Tommy. Richardson will have to keep him close because Kubek, the shortstop, is really playing Tommy Davis to pull. He's way over near third base protecting the hole between short and third. Strike one count on Tommy Davis. He swings a bounding ball off the glove of Ford, fielded by Richardson a deep second, throw to first, not in time. Base hit, and Gilliam takes third. Richardson made a good play, but he had to go deep behind the bag at second. His throw didn't have a whole lot of juice on it. And besides, the speed of Davis uh, enabled him to get down there and beat out the hit. That's his second hit. It's number eight for the Dodgers. Man at first and a man at third here in the fifth. The Dodgers lead five to nothing, and big Frank Howard steps up. A double. And a foul out to Elston Howard, representing his efforts at the plate this afternoon. Dodgers, five runs, eight hits, no errors. Yankees, no runs, no hits, and no errors. Howard takes a ball down low. Gilliam on third. The runner at first is Tommy Davis. Ball on the count on Howard. Right hand about it. Here it comes. He swings and nubs one back to Ford. Going to make the play at first. Holding at third is Gilliam. On to second goes Tommy Davis. And out at first is Howard. It's sort of a half-check swing, and the ball just dribbled back to the mound. The runners are now at second and third with two down, and Moose Scourin steps in. It'll be interesting to see this. Gowan hit the first pitch the last time up, and he got first base open. He'll have to hit Whitey's pitch if they don't put him on intentionally, which they're going to do, Ernie. I didn't think they'd give him a chance here with Krasuski coming up next. Well, that's the strategy of Ralph House. To walk the ex-Yankees, Gowan. It'll be the second walk of Whitey Ford. Ball three outside now, intentionally wide, and here comes the fourth one. So Scourin gets to walk, the second off Whitey, both in this inning. And the second baseman, Krasuski, will be the batter. Right-hand batter, Dick Krasuski. Dick the boy from Heinen, Pennsylvania. 
told you he was in the uh, minors 11 years before he got his uh, first shot with a Dodger ball club. Two out, the bases are loaded. Five to nothing, Dodgers lead the Yanks in the first game of the 1963 World Series. Of a windup, the pitch. It's a ball down low. Low and in a little tight. The Dodgers scored four in the second, three of those on a home run by Roseboro, added one in the third. He takes the ball, high and away, pass ball, two and oh. Gilliam on third, Davis on second, Tommy Davis, and Bill Scourn at first. Here's one of those spots, Ernie, where the manager earns his money. He controls this pitch. What would you do, have him hit or take? Well, we'll soon find out right about here. Check of the bases. Now the little left-hander winds and pitches. There's a strike on the outside corner. Pretty tough pitch to hit, but good enough to be a strike. Krasuski the batter. 2-1 pitch coming up. Two out bases loaded. Ford winds delivers. There's a ground ball to third. Boyer has it. Tags the bag for the fourth out at third base on Tommy Davis to retire the side. So the Dodgers threaten but do not score in their half of the fifth inning. No runs on one hit, there were no errors, and three runners were left on base. And the score at the end of the first half of the fifth inning, Dodgers five, Yankees nothing. The first half of today's game was brought to you by the Gillette Safety Razor Company. The second half of today's game is brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. Today's host, Plymouth. Get up and go, Plymouth, Mr. Go, go, Plymouth, put your foot down on the floor. You'll never know what's driving, Mr. Go off driving in a Plymouth 64. You thought you knew beauty till a brand new beauty came to town to show you more. And when you're not out parking, you will find her parking in the driveway by your door. Get up and go, Plymouth, get to know, Plymouth, try a Plymouth 64. Get up and go, Plymouth, go, go, Plymouth, from the very day you do. You've got to get up and go, Mr. and Joe are gonna get up and go, like a Plymouth, so go, Plymouth, get up and go, and for you. The Get Up and Go Plymouth for 64 is on display now. Be sure to see it at your nearest Plymouth dealer showroom. You'll be glad you did. Now, it's my pleasure to bring to the mic Joe Garagiola. Thank you very much, Ernie. Sandy Koufax against Mickey Mantle. We're in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Swung on and fouled right back here. Mickey Mantle jumped on that first fastball and fouled it right back here, and I got out of here in a hurry. We're all even, aren't we? Yes, sir. It's Koufax with a great fastball, a sharp-breaking curveball, and then he lets up on that curveball. He's had three real good pitches going for him. He has struck out nine. He leads five to nothing. Strike two. High fastball. You see a fellow like Koufax pitch, 
And it makes you wonder about all those tricks they do, those knuckleballs and the palm balls and the fork balls, because he's playing good old country hardball. He's rearing back and firing. Two strikes, no balls. Mantle waits the pitch. Popped up foul, out of play. Count remains at two strikes. Elston Howard fouled out. Boyer bounced out. And Whitey Ford popped out. And the rest of them all strike out. Five to nothing. The Dodgers are leading. Mantle waits the two-strike pitch. High and inside. Mantle goes down. And it's ball one. Johnny Roseboro with a big rerun homer in that second inning when they scored four. Inside, a fastball that just missed. Koufax thought it was a strike. Avarella says it was inside. Two balls, two strikes. Koufax around that plate. Mantle waiting. Here's the 2-2 pitch now. Struck him out. Mantle goes down swinging. That's the 10th strikeout. And he is just... Back in that lumber. Rearing back and firing. I tell you, the way he's going, boy, he can make a smart catcher out of you if you're catching him. And if you're batting against him, he's going to have you running for that broadcast booth. Here is Roger Maris. Maris was out on strike. Fastball misses. And it's ball one. They swing way around towards right field for Roger Maris. In the outfield, a big gap in left center field. Swung on and missed the fastball. It's one ball and one strike. Gilliam is wide at third. Maury Wills near the bag. He's not too close to that bag. They're kind of giving him the right side of second. Fastball bounces away from Roseboro. That is two balls and one strike. Joe, the strikeout record in one ball game is one that belongs to uh, Carl Erskine, and it was 14 back in 1953, so Kopak has quite a chance to equal or better that. He's got 10 strikeouts with one out here in the bottom half of the fifth. Fouled back by Roger Maris. He hit that ball off the end of the bat, and it's two strikes and two balls. Koufax and the Dodgers lead the Yankees five to nothing. And you know, scouting reports are in great detail, and one of the things that must be running through the minds of the Yankees is that with Koufax pitching, manager Waller Austin was funning all year in the first and second inning just to give him one run. Now he's got five. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Popped up. Foul ball. Will it stay in play? Back comes Roseboro. He's near the stands. He's got room. He's there and makes the play. Two outs. It's a pretty good tip-off on the stuff that Koufax has because when he's not striking them out, they're just popping it straight up with, without any authority at all. So there are two outs. And here is Elston Howard. Koufax shakes off one sign. Now he's ready. A let up, swung on, there's the first base hit in the right field. Elston Howard hit a high curveball, a let up in the right field. And the Yankees break the ice here with a base hit 
in the bottom half of the fifth inning. That's the first hit by the Yankees. And Kofak hung a curveball up there. It was the same type curveball that he was able to get Bobby Richardson with. And Howard just kind of served it in the right field. And he's on at first base. And here is Joe Pepitone. Fastball a strike. With the five-run lead, it's five to nothing. Moose Cowan playing behind the base runner, Elston Howard, at first base. Ellie's not going any place. They need base runners, so they can't play wide open. They have to play station to station. Fastball. It was low, and it's one and one. And the shadows now have covered home plate completely. And I tell you, the way this Kofax is firing that ball, you're going to be hitting that fastball by sound. One ball, one strike. The pitch. Foul back, strike two. It's one ball, two strikes, two outs. The base runner at first base is Elston Howard. The score, five to nothing. The Dodgers are leading. We're in the bottom half of the fifth inning. Sandy Koufax, ready now, and here's the pitch, curveball, hangs high, and it's two balls and two strikes. Roseboro walks out in front of the plate, and as much as says to Sandy, you better get that ball down or you'll be backing up third, pal. That's the hitter's delight, that's the room service pitch, that's the one you order, boy, that nice high hanger. Here's the 2-2 pitch, Best ball, line drive, right field, that's a base hit. Howard, Elston Howard, stops as Frank Howard fires that ball in the third on the fly to Jim Gilliam. With two outs, Elston Howard stops at second base as these Yankees need base runners, and they now have two. As Pepitone singles in the right field, and it brings up Cleet Boyer. Joe looked like he was really ready for that fastball. He was ready, and with those quick hands... He popped one in the right field. And so the Yankees have Elston Howard at second base. Joe Pepitone at first base. Fleet Boyer's the hitter. There are two outs. Kofax at the belt. Checks the runners. Here's the pitch. Swung on. Line drive. Suzuki knocks it down at second base. Elston Howard stops at third. Nobody scores. Maury Wills retrieves it as that ball was hit off the end of the bat. And Dick Krasuski, the second baseman, with a diving stop, saved the run as he knocked the ball down. And Maury Wills retrieved it, and we've got a pinch hitter coming out, Hector Lopez. The bases are loaded. Nelson Howard is at third base. Joe Pepitone is at second base. And Creed Boyer is at first base. Hector Lopez, with a 251 batting average, with 14 home runs, he has given him 52 runs. Hector, a right-handed hitter with good power in the right center field. Five to nothing. That's the score with the Dodgers leading. Five runs, eight hits, no errors for the Dodgers. It's no runs, three hits, and no errors for the Yankees. The bases are loaded. And now Sandy Koufax motions Frank Howard, the right fielder, to get... Closest to the right field line. 
Willie Davis, the center fielder, is in right center. There's a lot of room in left center. Lopez, a good low fastball hitter with good power to the opposite field. He's the pinch hitter for Whitey Ford. Kopax is ready to pitch. Swung on and missed strike one. A very weak attempt. That ball was by him. He was fooled completely on it, and it was a more of a call strike than a swinging strike, although Lopez did go through with the motion. Base is loaded. Lopez, the pinch hitter wakes. The pitch by Kopax. It's low and it's ball one. Dodgers five, Yankees nothing. Yankees with the bases loaded here. After two are out, Elston Howard, a base hit the right field. Pepitone, a base hit the right field. And Boyer with an infield hit. And now it's Hector Lopez, the pinch hitter up there against Andy Kofax. The 1-1 pitch by Kofax. Swung on and fouled off out of play. And a strike two. And Hector made a grab with that big bat, of the, the big uh, part of that bat, as if to say that was the pitch I wanted to hit. Now Kofax rubs up that baseball. Stan Williams and Ralph Perry throwing in the Yankee bullpen. Kofax taking an inventory as he stands on the mound. He's got Lopez crippled now with a one-ball, two-strike count. Bases loaded, five-nothing. Dodgers lead, bottom of the fifth. Here's the pitch. Curveball. Just misses. And the count runs to two balls and two strikes. Kofax let up on that curveball. Tried to nip that outside corner. It's a pitch that was working for him because now it's Lopez who takes inventory. Wondering what pitch did that slow curveball set up. He wants to get him on the 2-2. This is the pitch of decision. And here it comes, the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed, he struck him out. Hector Lopez out on strike. That ends the inning. No runs. There were three hits, no errors, and three men were left on base. And the score at the end of the fifth inning is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Five, the New York Yankees, nothing. For a contact, stop them all again in 64. Again, in 64, Valiant offers more of everything you want in a compact car. Smart new styling, hot performance, economy of operation, and quality engineering by Chrysler Corporation. So if you want the best in compact car driving, plus the satisfaction of big car quality, see and drive the new 64 Valiant at your earliest opportunity. Best all around compact Valiant 64 style, hard to beat. Best all around, compact. Best looking compact on the street, Valiant. And why wait? Valiant 64 style is standing in your nearest Plymouth Valiant dealer showroom right now. Plan to see it and drive it this week. We pause 30 seconds for station identification. Hey, tell me you dial WGY Schenectady. You know, it's surprising how a major league team at a slum can snap back after a between-innings break. If you're tense and nervous, take a flavor break next inning of this World Series and refresh with cold-sparkling Saratoga ginger ale. It's a ginger-perfect ginger ale made with clear, pure water and imported Jamaican ginger. 
Saratoga Ginger Ale has an instant pick-me-up tang unmatched by other flavor beverages. And Saratoga Ginger Ale really refreshes. Doesn't leave you with that still-thirsty feeling because it quenches your thirst. Saratoga Ginger Ale now on special sale at your favorite store. Throwing right-hander who was with the Los Angeles Dodgers. He came over here with in the Muscarin trade. A big guy who can really fire that ball. Nicknamed the Big Hurt. He's one of those guys that you shake hands with him, you just wonder. A real cruncher. Stan Williams. Whitey Ford is out of this ball game. Whitey pitched five innings, gave up five runs, eight hits, struck out four and walked two. The score here is the Los Angeles Dodgers, five. The New York Yankees, nothing. Five runs, eight hits, no errors so far for the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's no runs, three hits, and no errors for the Yankees. Joe, a little irony in that uh, Yankee fifth inning. Uh, it looks as if the Yankees might not get a hit all day long, and then Howard, Pepitone, and Boy in succession, the lower part of the batting order, came in with a base hit. Great piece of pitching, too, I thought, Ernie, on uh, Lopez when the two strikes and one ball, uh, Koufax led up on that curveball, and it was close enough to where there was some doubt in Lopez's mind, and you could see that it was working for him because Lopez backed out to take an inventory, and then that good fastball got by him for a big strikeout to end the inning, 11 for Koufax. So it's 5 to nothing. The Dodgers, and it's Dan Williams against John Roseborough. The big right-hander, first pitch is outside of fastball. Williams uses the no-wind-up. He just holds that ball right at his belt and then comes towards the plate. They play Roseboro to pull that ball. The pitch is high, and it's outside, and it's ball two. A lot of room in left center field. If he plugs that gap in left center field with the line drive, it's going to be about a dollar twenty cent cab ride back. A lot of room. Swung on, bouncing ball. Second baseman Bobby Richardson has it over to first, and there's one out. Roseboro out. Richardson to Pepitone, and it brings up Kopak. The crowd here at Yankee Stadium, a capacity house, certainly appreciating the pitching of Sandy Koufax. They give him a fine hand, and Sandy swings at the first pitch, a little fly ball, center field, Mantle is there, he's got it. Just a nice, polite fly ball, just kind of lazily out there, and Mantle had him played perfectly, so one pitch, another out, and there are two away. And that brings up Maury Wills. I'll tell you, Wills, outside that first inning, has been a leadoff, man, but it's always been with two outs. <laughs> Wills switches over to bat left-handed against Stan Williams, and Boyer comes in. Kubek moves over. Richardson comes in shallow. Pepitone wide of the bag at first. Curveball is low, ball one. Trish not deep in left field. Mantle a little bit in right center. Maris, a normal right field. You kind of fan out against this Maury Wills. You kind of throw a drag net at him. Fastball is fouled off. One ball, one strike. Dodgers lead five to nothing. We're in the top of the sixth. Wills 
just lays that bat on the ball. He just wants to hit a ground ball and depend on the inner soles. He can really move. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Curveball swung on, a bouncing ball. Kubek's going to have a tough play. Here's the throw. It is in time. They get him. Nice play by Tony Kubek. Helped out on a stretch by Joe Pepitone. So Wills is out. It's a 1-2-3 inning for the Dodgers here. And as we go into the bottom half of the sixth inning, the score, the Los Angeles Dodgers 5 and the New York Yankees nothing. Get up and go, Plymouth, Mr. Go, go, Plymouth, put your foot down on the floor. You'll never know who's driving, get your go out driving in a Plymouth 64. If this is the year you pick to buy a new car, you picked a beautiful year for a beautiful reason, and that is the 1964 Plymouth. Here's the kind of car that really brightens up your driveway. Here's the kind of car that gives you quality. Quality you can rely on. Yet out on the road, here's a new car for 64 that really has get up and go. You got the get up and go car. Mr. and no car gonna get up and go like a Plymouth. Oh no, can it get up and go for you? Why not get up and go see the new 64 Plymouth this week? It's on display right now at all Plymouth dealer showrooms. Your nearest dealer will be happy to give you a test drive and show you the 64 Plymouth's outstanding features. It's the bottom half of the sixth. The Dodgers lead five to nothing, and it'll be Tony Kubek, Bobby Richardson, and Tom Tresh. You know, a lot of times when a ball club is not hitting a pitcher, certainly the Yankees haven't been able to jump on Kubek, although they got three base hits and a fifth. The ball club will start to bunt to see if they can break the rhythm of the pitcher. Gilliam guards against it at third. Here's the first pitch. Strike, a curveball. One strike. Kubek waves that bat. Koufax is ready. Swung on and fouled off, and quickly it's two strikes and no ball. Sandy Koufax. Great fastball, good overhanded curveball, and he's been letting up very effectively. Here's the two-strike pitch now. Bouncing ball to Gilliam. He's got it. The throw in time, and Kubek is out. Gilliam to Skarin. And that brings up Bobby Richardson. Dodger infield, Gilliam is at third base, Wills is at short, Trzuski is at second base, and Scourin at first. Curveball inside and hangs high, and it's ball one to Bobby Richardson. Richardson, a fine little hitter, lays that bat on that ball, doesn't overswing, just wants to get a piece of it. Curveball high, ball two. Two balls, no strike. Here's the 2-0 pitch now. Fastball, high, and it's ball three. Three balls, no strike. Kofax has struck out 11. He hasn't walked anybody. Dodgers lead, 5-0. Here's the 3-0 pitch now. There's the strike, right down the middle. Three balls, one strike. Richardson takes a look at Crossetti. 
coaching the third. This pitch controlled by manager Ralph Hobbs. The 3-1 pitch, and here it comes. Fastball, strike two. Richardson was taking all the way. Kofax came right back with two real good fastballs, split that plate right down the middle. Here's the 3-2 pitch now. Low, ball four. He walked in, and Richardson is on with the first base on balls given up by Kofax, and it brings up Tom Thresh. Joe Kofax is an example of why a manager likes to keep her pitcher around if he can throw hard, even if he hadn't got control, because sometimes those fellows can find it. Sometimes they don't. So it happened to Kofax. He found it, and boy, is he a pitcher. There's no substitute for that great arm. Tom Tresh waits the pitch by Kofax is low, and it's ball one. Five runs, eight hits, no errors. That's the Dodger total. It's no runs, three hits, and no errors for the Yankees. Koufax walked around the mound a little bit. Recited just a little bit of Shakespeare for the benefit of everybody around. Now he's set. Here's the pitch to Trish. Curveball. Slow. And now they call time. They want to go out and talk to him. And Paparella walks out to dust off the plate as Roseboro goes out to settle his pitcher because it seems that Kofax thinks those balls are strikes. And Roseboro, the one thing he doesn't want is a pitcher who's upset out there. Kofax is now joined, uh, he and Roseboro, by Jim Gilliam. As you work a pitcher, there are telltale signs uh, when a pitcher gets tired. Sometimes his curveball will stay high, or he'll go to Rosenbach more, or he'll go to first base more, or he'll ask for new baseballs, or he'll take more time. These are all things that both the manager, pitching coach, and the catcher watch for. Hopefully, he doesn't appear to be tired, a bit disgusted. Ready again. This one's low as ball three. He was way off target. Kofax has struck out 11, but he has just walked his first man, Bobby Richardson, and now Tom Tresh is up there. But they count up three balls and no strikes, and the sign goes out from the Dodger bench to get somebody ready. Three-nothing pitch. Ball four, he walked thing we have noticed is that Kofax is walking around that mound just a little bit more than usual. Krzyzewski comes in to talk to him now, and there's not much you can say in a spot like this. You just want to break the mood of the mound in hopes that if you do, even though the name and the fellas are the same, you get a different pitcher out there. Five to nothing. That's the score. The Dodgers are leading. We're... We're in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Base runners at first and second. It's Richardson at second base. Tom Fresh is at first base, and Mickey Mantle is the hitter. Kofax checks the runners. Here's the pitch. Curveball swung on and fouled off. It's a strike. Right to manager Walter Alston. Dodger bullpen is busy, and as you would expect, Ron Paranofsky. He has been the franchise as far as the bullpen's concerned for these Dodgers. For the Yankees, Ralph Perry is warming up. Mickey Mantle, the hitter. 
Five to nothing, that's the score. Dodgers leading. Base runners on first and second. Here's the pitch. It's inside. One ball and one strike. Mantle. In that batter's box. Taps that plate. Koufax rubs up that baseball. Needless to say, the base on balls has gotten Koufax in trouble. One swing of this big guy's bat and that lead could be really chopped into. Koufax set the 1-1 pitch to Mantle. Curveball is low and it's ball two. Two balls in one strike. The outfield is deep and they play Mantle straight away. The infield is back. One out. Two balls, one strike. Koufax ready. The runners lead off. Here's the pitch. Swung on and tapped foul right off his foot. And Mantle's down to one knee. For the count, two balls and two strikes. Richardson heads back for second. Trish goes back to first. Five to nothing. That's the score. Dodgers are leading. We're in the bottom half of the sixth inning. Kofax taking just a little bit more time now. Mantle digging in. Kofax has struck out 11. He's got a two-ball, two-strike count on Mantle. Richardson is leading off second. Fresh is leading off first. Kofax shakes off a couple signs. Now he's got the one he wants. No, he doesn't either. He shakes it off again. And now Mantle calls time. Keep in mind those little telltale things. And it's a completely different pattern that Kofax has been using here in the fifth and sixth inning. Taking a little bit more time. Rubbing up that ball a little bit more, checking his defense a little bit more. Now he's set. Mantle waits. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Swung on, popped up. On the right side, short right field. Out goes the second baseman, Trzuski, and comes Howard. It's Trzuski who makes the play. A nice play. The runners have to hold. Big Frank Howard in right field was looking down as he was watching Trzuski make that play. If they'd have collided, Trzuski would have hit Howard right in the belt buckle. Out. And Roger Maris is the hitter. Richardson still at second base. And Tom Tresh at first base. Maris was out on strikes, and he fouled out to the catcher, John Roseborough. Dodgers five. Yankees nothing. We're in the bottom of the sixth. Infield back. They want to knock that ball down. Kofax at the belt, the first pitch. On the way, a curveball of beauty. Strike one. Time is called now as Paparella wants to take a look at that baseball. Those extra steps back that the infield can pick up when a count, the out count runs at two. Is a big factor as shown by Trzuski's ability to knock down the line drive by Boyer in that fifth inning to save a run. Kofax still has his shutout five to nothing. The pitch to Maris. Low and outside. One ball and one strike. 
The shadows have just about reached the mound. For as it stands, the light tower shadow has covered part of the mound. One ball, one strike, two outs, bottom of the sixth. Koufax against Roger Maris. Base runners at first and second. The pitch. Swung on, popped up. Maury Wills drifts back in the short center field. Calling for the ball. He's under it and makes the catch. Maris pops to Maury Wills. And for the New York Yankees, there were no runs, no hits, no errors. Two men left on base. And so at the end of the sixth inning, the score is Los Angeles 5 and New York nothing. You've heard the expression, the human body is like a fine machine. Well, in many cases, the machine is like the human body. For example, your car's condition demands periodic checkups to maintain the peak of performance. Chrysler Corporation Certified Car Care does just that. It's like a car health program designed to prolong the life of your car. Certified Car Care. Specially trained mechanics with special tools at your Chrysler, Plymouth, and Dodge dealers. Five to nothing, the Dodgers leading the Yankees. And we pause 30 seconds for station identification. A 10 in your dial, WGY's Connect today. Make this afternoon of World Series baseball even more enjoyable with a tall, frosty glass of ginger-perfect Saratoga ginger ale. Saratoga ginger ale is a happy blend of pure crystal waters and imported Jamaican gingers, plus just right carbonation. The result is a ginger ale unequal for zest and richness. Really refreshes because Saratoga ginger ale goes to the heart of your thirst and quenches it. Always have plenty of Saratoga ginger ale on hand, World Series time at any time. Now on special sale at your favorite store. Seventh inning, it'll be Jim Gilliam, Willie Davis, and Tommy Davis. And Gilliam, like Maury Wills, switches over to the left side to bat against Big Stan Williams. Williams looks down for a sign from his catcher, Elston Howard, the... Infield swings it over, plays Gilliam the pull that ball, and here's the first pitch. Fastball is outside, and it's ball one. Dodgers five to nothing. A big three-run homer by John Roseboro in that second inning when the Dodgers scored four. Williams delivers and swung on and fouled off. Trickles towards the Yankee dugout, and the count one ball and one strike. Nobody out, nobody on. Top of the seventh. Stan Williams, ready. The 1-1 pitch. Way high and outside, and it's ball two. Williams at times with the no wind-up, and then other times goes to the big delivery. Trying to keep that hitter off stride. 2-1 pitch. There's the strike. Fastball. When you get right down to it, that's about the secret of pitching. At least that's what the good pitchers say. What is pitching but keeping the hitter off stride?
Two balls, two strikes to count on Jim Gillian. Big right-hander Williams is ready to pitch. Strike three. Got him. Gilliam caught looking. And he knew it. Gilliam called out on strikes, and it brings up Willie Davis. You know, you hear a lot of fancy explanations for a lot of different facets of baseball. Always like Willie Mays' theory on playing baseball. He says he just catches it when they hit it, and he hits it when they throw it. Works out pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty? Not like Willie does. <laughs> <laughs> sure does, Ernie. Here's Willie Davis now. Boyer right in on top of him. Stan Williams. Curveball swung on and fouled off. I like the time that uh, Charlie Dressen was managing the Dodgers in the first time, and Jackie Robinson asked me, he said, Charlie, he said, how do you like to play this game? You know, do you play hit and run, steal, run a lot, or what? And Dressen said, well, he tell you what, as soon as you get the home plate, you get back as fast as you can. <laughs> and that's baseball. Here's the pitch. Swung on, line drive. It is a foul ball down that first baseline. A high curveball, and Willie Davis really flew open and drilled one down at first baseline. And Tom Gorman, the umpire at first base, right now, motion foul ball. John Rice, the right field foul line umpire, motion foul ball. So the count, two strikes, no balls. Willie Davis, there's one out. Dodgers are leading five to nothing. Stan Williams, in relief of Whitey Ford. Whitey pitched five innings, gave up the five runs the Dodgers have. Here's the two-strike pitch by Williams to Davis. High. And it's ball one. Elston Howard tried to sneak that one. He was going to steal the strike. Time is called now as a bullpen ball comes down the field. In right field. One ball, two strikes. Ready again. And here's the pitch by Stan Williams. Swung on a bouncy ball. Pepitone at first base, but it's foul. Willie Davis getting around, getting way out in front, breaks his bat. Gets a new one. And I'm sure a lot of people, like we just did, took a look at that scoreboard. And it shows the Dodgers five runs on eight hits, no errors. The Yankees, no runs, three hits, and no errors. And the Yankees got their three hits in the fifth inning and did not score. A fine play by Trzuski prevented a score. Hey, they turned the lights on here, too. The lights are on here at Yankee Stadium. Stan Williams ready. Here's the pitch now. High, a fastball. And the count, two balls, two strikes. The lights are on at first and third, and the ones in right field and left field are not. Behind the plate, those lights are on. Two balls, two strikes, the pitch swung on and fouled back. Willie Davis had a real good cut at a fastball. Joe, we've had some great duels in these opening games of World Series. Of course, Ford uh, billed against Koufax in this one. Matheson and Plank in 1905, Matty and Bender, and uh, Walter Johnson and Art Neff in the 20s. Was Ford has pitched against Spawn and Magley in some of these big games, and Feller and Sane and Reynolds and Newcomb. 
Whitey Ford had to leave after five. Here's the pitch by Williams. Swung on and missed, says Joe Paparella. Willie Davis thought he had checked his swing, but Paparella comes around and says that he swung at it. And as he goes back to the bench, Willie Davis gives a real simple scouting report to Tommy Davis. Hitters will do that. They'll ask you, what kind of stuff has he got? And in a spot like this, you usually say, I don't know, I didn't hit any. He sounds fast. Tommy Davis, who has two base hits against Stan Williams for the first time in this ball game. Here's the pitch by the big right-hander. Swung on and missed strike one, and that ball was up in his eyes. In the Yankee bullpen, Stafford and Hamilton begin to throw. Tommy Davis, he's a real cut-and-chop guy up at that plate. He doesn't look for many base on balls. Here's the pitch. Starts to swing, watches that curveball as it stays inside, and the count goes to one ball and one strike. Davis, a very aggressive hitter, Tommy Davis. Led the National League again this year. Back-to-back, he's led it. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Fastball is low. And it's two balls and one strike. The attendance, exactly 69,000 people. There's always a little bit of intrigue when it's 69,001, <laughs> but uh, it's 69 even. Here's a little looper in the right field. It's a base hit for Tommy Davis. And he has himself his third base hit of the afternoon. Brings up big Frank Howard. Howard got the first hit off Whitey Ford, a booming double in left center field, came around to score, but since then, he has gone out twice. Great big guy against Stan Williams. Tommy Davis at first base. He has three base hits. He leads off, and here's a pitch by Stan Williams. Curveball, a let up, and it's strike one, and that big Frank Howard, really anxious to hit, was on his tiptoes. It's one of the problems that this guy has is Howard. He's so anxious to hit that he commits himself very soon, and Pete Reeser working with him. Let's tell you, you can make a mistake on it, maybe make him look bad, but he'll come right back and drive it into the next county. Pitch out by Elston Howard, nothing was happening. Frank Howard is so anxious to hit that Pete Reeser, his coach, said someday there's going to be a left-hander with a good move, throw over to first base, and Howard's going to swing. Tommy Davis leading off first. He's got a good lead. There he goes. Here's the pitch. Swung on and missed. Here's the throw. It is not in time. After the pitch out, Elston Howard was kind of in a box. Trailing by five runs, he could not go to double pitch out, and Tommy Davis steals the base. That one wasn't too close either. He got a good jump, and he got in there quick. Howard swung and missed at the ball, which helped Tommy Davis a bit to count one ball and two strikes. So the first message by the Dodgers to Elston Howard was not answered as Tommy Davis comes up with the first stolen base. And this Davis is having himself quite an afternoon. One ball, two strikes, two outs. The pitch to Howard is swung on and fouled right back here. So the count remains at one ball and two strikes. 
fact, three for four in a stolen base in the World Series is a pretty good career. <laughs> Frank Howard waves that big bat. Stan Williams looks down to Elston Howard to get his sign as Tommy Davis leads off second. Five to nothing, Dodgers lead. Here's the pitch. Curveball way outside. Nice play by Elston Howard. Joe, does the fact that uh, Williams pitched against uh, pitched for these fellows mean a whole lot to him one way or the other in this situation now where he's pitching against them? I think it helps him a bit, Ernie, but like everything else, you've got to do it now. What you did yesterday or last year really doesn't mean too much. He's familiar, but he still has to get that ball in a particular spot in that strike zone. Two balls and two strikes. Howard waits. Williams set. Here's the pitch. Curveball swung on and missed. He struck him out. So Williams strikes out the side, although Tommy Davis broke it up with the single. So in the top of the seventh, there was no runs. There was one hit, no errors, and one man was left on base for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And so at the end of six and a half innings, the score is Los Angeles five and New York nothing. All around compact. Fan 64 style is the fun, best all-around beauty. Once you get to see it, you'll know why. They call it Banyan 64 style, the smartest-looking compact ever to come down the pike. Best all-around compact. Fan saves you money all the way. Best all-around value. You'd be surprised how little you pay. If you want performance, you love Valiant Spirited Action. You like it zip for 64. Best all-around compact. Prove it with the drive soon as you can. Best all-around compact. Valiant 64 style is the compact car you want to see and drive for sure. And why wait? Valiant 64 style is standing in your nearest premise Valiant dealer showroom right now. Plan to see it this week. Bottom half of the seventh inning here at Yankee Stadium. It'll be Elston Howard, Joe Pepitone, and Cleet Boyer for the New York Yankees. They trail five to nothing. Boy, old Yogi's had a field day visiting down there with Moose Scar, and I tell you, he kind of figures visiting hours are one to four, and he just buzzing old Moose in between innings every chance he gets. Haven't been many base runners for these Yankees. They've only had three base hits. A defensive change now. Ron Fairley has gone in to play right field for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Here's the first pitch by Koufax. It swung on and missed. And Elston Howard is up there with the count of one strike. Ron Fairley has gone in to play right field for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Koufax ready. The pitch. Swung on and missed. Two strikes to count on Elston Howard. Howard got the first base hit. That came in the fifth inning with two men out. And Koufax hung a curveball and... Howard served it in the right field. Here's the pitch. Low, and it's ball one. One ball, two strikes. A beautiful day for baseball here at Yankee Stadium. The breeze is blowing out towards left field. I doubt if it's a factor. Pitch by Koufax. Swung on and missed. 
He struck him out. A slow curveball. He let up on it. And it's 12 strikeouts for Sandy Koufax. He got three in the first, two in the second, one in the third, three in the fourth, two in the fifth, none in the sixth, and one in the seventh. Boy, he has put the termites in the bed rack so far. Here is Joe Pepitone. Pepitone has one of the three Yankee hits. That was a single in the right field. Koufax ready. Here's the pitch. Strike. Joe Paparella behind the plate, boy. He is really getting to work out with that right hand. Koufax ready again. Slow curveball, and that was just a high hanger. And it's one ball and one strike. One-one pitch. A let up. Swung on and popped straight back. Roseboro off with the mask under it and makes the play. Sandy Koufax just unveiled Uncle Charlie. He let up on the curveball. I mean, it was a real big, soft cantaloupe. And Pepitone waited on it, but popped it straight up. That's the first one of uh, that kind. Let's put it that way, That was almost the old Ephus, wasn't it? It sure was. Sandy Koufax unveiled one here on us, and the bottom of the seventh gets a big out. Here is Cleet Boyer. Curveball swung on and popped up. It's Maury Wills who's calling for it. Two steps on the grass, under it, makes the play. Oh, it's a very easy inning for Sandy Koufax in the seventh. Three up and three down. And at the end of the seventh inning, the score is Los Angeles Dodgers five, the New York Yankees nothing. Get up and go, Plymouth, sister. Go, go, Plymouth. Put your foot down on the floor. You'll never know driving till you go out driving in the Plymouth 64. You thought you knew beauty till a brand new beauty came to town to show you more. And when you're not out sparking, you will find her parking in the driveway by your door. Get up and go, Plymouth, get to know Plymouth, try a Plymouth 64. Get up and go, Plymouth, go, go, Plymouth, from the very day you do. You've got to get up and go, car, Mr. and no car, gonna get up and go, like a Plymouth, go, Plymouth, get up and go, and for you. The Get Up and Go Plymouth for 64 is on display now. Be sure to see it at your nearest Plymouth dealer's showroom. You'll be glad you did. The top half of the eighth inning, and it'll be Moose Garin, Dick Krzyzewski, and John Roseboro for the Los Angeles Dodgers. John Roseboro just set a new record for putouts as far as catches are concerned. It's now 15. Elston Howard's strikeout tied it, and Joe Pepitone's pop fly... And Roseboro made the play on, broke it. So the catchers come in for it. As Roseboro with 15 foot outs. Hey, so far, the outfielders for the Dodgers have really been on vacation. Here's the first pitch by Williams to Scar. And a curveball, it's a beauty, and it's strike one. Five runs, nine hits, and no errors for the Dodgers. No runs, three hits, and no errors for the Yankees. They got those three hits in one inning. That was the fifth. 
Williams, another curveball. This one hangs high, and it's one ball and one strike. Whitey Ford went five innings, gave up five runs, eight hits, struck out four and walked two. One was intentional. The big blast was a home run by John Roseboro. That came in the second inning. Swung on and missed a fastball, and Scourin is up there now with one ball and two strikes. In that second inning, Frank uh, Howard got the first hit, a double, and Scourin single, a single by Trzuski, and a big home run by John Roseboro. Scored four in that inning. Picked up another run in the third. Fastball, and it moves him back. That could have been a commercial. Scourin was just a little bit too close to the plate, and Williams wanted to move him back a little bit. He's been throwing curveballs, and the best way to set up your curveball is to move that hitter back with that real good fastball that not only looks fast but sounds fast for no other reason than it's that close to you. So let's see what happens. Here's the 2-2 pitch now by Stan Williams. Fastball, he, he struck him out as Elston Howard held on to it. Scourin watched it. Paparella watched it. He may have gotten just a piece of it. And on the foul tip, that ball must go directly from the bat to your glove. And Paparella, with a little bit of help, now Shags Crawford comes in to talk to Joe Paparella. And they're looking down at first base to Tom Gorman. Everybody's looking up like they're checking the light. The lights are all on from third base to the first base side, but in right field and left field are not. So we've checked every possibility except maybe, what, how many tickets are left for today? <laughs> 69,000 here, I'll tell you that. Here's a pitch to Trzuski swung on a bouncing ball to Kubek. He's got it over to first, and there are two out. So John Roseboro comes up now. He was the big man with that big blast in the second inning. Joe Becker, coaching at first base. You can hear him holler down to Roseboro. Come on, John. Pete Reeser, coaching at third base. Manager Waller Alston, top step of the dugout, watching everything. Still looking at the lights, Joe. That must be it. I saw Alston Howard point up that way. We're all ready now. Here's the pitch by Williams to Roseboro. It's a strike. A good fastball. I mean, there's a kite stuck up there. Here's the pitch by Williams. It's outside, and it's one and one. Beyond third base, in the light, there's a kite up there. And I... I'm not going to volunteer to get down with you. <laughs> And I kind of wonder if that's what they're looking for. Boy, if they make a ground rule, any ball hits that kite, I'd make it in play, even though it'd be a foul ball. Here's the 1-1 pitch by Stan Williams to Roseboro. Popped up foul out of play. I'll never forget it, home plate one day in Forbes Field. Charlie Grimm was managing Milwaukee, and a helicopter flew over the field, and Grimm asked the umpires if the ball hits the helicopter, is it in play? I thought that beans reared in the screen. Beans, he probably went up as high as a helicopter right there, didn't 
One ball, two strikes. On John Roseboro, there are two outs. Nobody on. Dodgers are leading five to nothing. We're in the top of the eighth. Stan Williams ready. Here's the pitch. A let-up. Swung on and missed. He got him. Looked like a palm ball. It was a let-up pitch. To see him grip it. And Williams has struck out five as he gets a one, two, three inning here in the eighth inning. The Dodgers go down in order. And at the bottom half of the eighth inning, the score, the Los Angeles Dodgers, five. And the New York Yankees, nothing. Pitch, all around, compact. Tops them all again in 64. Pest all around value. Valiant is the car that offers more. Yes, again in 64, Valiant offers more of everything you want in a compact car. Smart new styling, hot performance, economy of operation, and quality engineering by Chrysler Corporation. So if you want the best in compact car driving, plus the satisfaction of big car quality, See and drive the new 64 Valiant at your earliest opportunity. Best all-around compact. Valiant 64 styles hard to beat. Best all-around compact. Best-looking compact on the street. Valiant. And why wait? Valiant 64 style is standing in your nearest Plymouth Valiant dealer showroom right now. Plan to see it and drive it this week. We're going to have a pinch hitter for the Yankees here. As we go into the bottom half of the eighth inning, it'll be Phil Lynn who had a 2.69 batting average on the year. A right-handed hitter. Utility infielder, outfielder, and what have you. Gets that bat on that ball. A tough guy to strike out. Doesn't swing hard. Just kind of lays that bat on the ball. And Koufax is ready to pitch the lens. It's high, and it's ball one. It was a conference between innings by Joe Paparella, the plate umpire, and Commissioner Ford Frick. Low and outside, and it's ball two. Wally Moon and Waller Alston trying to get the defense to shift around towards the right field line. Ron Fairley, they want him to shift over and come in a little shallow as they also want Trzuski to second baseman to move over. Gowron is in shallow, as is Gilliam at third. There's a strike. <laughs> you get these uh, spray-type hitters up there, boy, and they'll really have that defense moving all over the place. 2-1 pitch, swung on. High fastball missed, and it's 2-2. Two two. Sandy Koufax, who has struck out well. 2-2 pitch to Phil Lins on the way. Swung on, popped up foul. Down the third baseline. Jim Gilliam near the stands. Does he have a play? He does not. It's in the stands. And the count remains with two balls and two strikes. It's a high sky here. And it's a tough play. A pop foul. It's easy to lose it. There are no little clouds up there. Those little angels that help you. And Maury Wills checking with Gilliam to see if he had that ball all the way. Ball players like to see those little clouds up there. That's the kind of weather report they look for. How soon was the grass cut? How hard is the infield? Here's the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed and struck him out. That's the 13th strikeout for Sandy Koufax.
He's got one more to go to tie it. And Carl Erskine has a record 14. Kopax has 13. And here is Tony Kubek. Kopax delivers the curveball, fouled off, and Kubek was way out in front. Joe, that record by Erskine was set on this same date just uh, 10 years ago, exactly, October the 2. Kopax ready, Kubek waits the pitch. Swung on and fouled back, and it's a quick two strikes. Hamilton is warming up for the Yankees. Five to nothing. Five nine and zero oh is the line score for the Dodgers. No runs, three hits, and no errors for the Yankees. We're in the bottom of the eighth. And that Kopax curveball for a strike, a fastball for a strike, and here he comes again. Swung on. It's a bouncing ball. Will's going to have a tough play. He backhands it. He throws. It is not in time. All the way against the fence. And Trzuski retrieves it, but Tony Kubek cannot advance. Yogi holding him all the way. Maury Wills had a tough play as he went to the hole, backhanded the ball, but could not throw out. Kubek, it goes as an infield hit. So Kubek is on at first base, and here is Bobby Richardson. Richardson 0 for 2. He's out on strikes in the first, and in the fourth, he walked in the sixth. Krzyzewski motions to Kopak, and he'll be covering in case the ball is hit back to Kopak. At the belt, Kopak checks Kubek. The pitch to Richardson swung on and missed strike one. The good ball player always lets the other fellow know what he's doing. And Kaczynski did just that. Here's the one-strike pitch. Swung on and missed in a strike two as Kopak is just rearing back and firing. Boy, speed is great on both ends. If you're in the outfield and you misjudge the ball, you can outrun your mistake and make the play. If you're fast and mound and you pitch wrong, that speed will get you out of it. Here's the two-strike pitch. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. And there's the 14 strikeout of the ball game for Sandy Kopak. And these fans here at Yankee Stadium certainly aware that Kopak has just tied Carl Erskine's record as... Many of them are giving a left-hander a standing ovation. And it's 16 put-outs. Roseboro, everybody's in the act. Here's the pitch to Trace. Swung on. This could be trouble. Down the left field line. That ball is out of here. A home run for Tom Trace. On the first pitch, he's just made it five to two. And here is Mantle following one off for strike one. Mickey Mantle 
Waiting in that batter's box. Five to two now. Koufax ready the pitch. Curveball high. One ball and one strike. Tom Trish. A home run into the seats in left field. Here's the one-one pitch. Curveball is low. And it's ball two. Aparella takes a look at that ball. Tom Trish, who had 25 home runs during the season, has just hit his second World Series home run. He had one last year. Here's the 2-1 pitch to Mantle. A fastball that misses in his ball three. The Dodgers five, the Yankees two. We're in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Tony Kubek, an infield hit, a home run by Tom Trash, and those are the two Yankee runs. Kopak's ready. The 3-1 pitch is way low and outside, and it's ball four. And manager Waller Alston comes trotting out of the Los Angeles Dodger dugout. Time is called now. Karanowski has been warming up. Kopak's has struck out 14. He's walked three. The line score, the Dodgers have five runs, nine hits, and no errors. The Yankees have two runs, five hits, and no errors. Big meeting on the mound, Koufax, Roseboro, and Gilliam. Mantle is on at first base. Roger Maris is the hitter. Alston now heads back. Koufax will stay in the ball game. And it's usually a kind of a jury that meets on the mound as Alston asks a question. And then he gets his answers from usually the catcher, the pitcher, and in this case it's quite possibly Gilliam, but more so Roseboro. And what he liked dictated his move. Koufax is in there, and here's the first pitch to Maris. It's low and it's ball one. Dodgers five, Yankees two. Mantle is on at first base. Maris up there. He is 0 for 3. Koufax delivers, swung on, and missed. And it's one ball and one strike. They swing way around for Roger Maris. Scowling behind the bag, trying to pick up the percentage of knocking that ball down. Krasinski is over. Wills shades towards the bag. Koufax ready. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Swung on, a bouncing ball. Krasinski at second has it. The flip to first is in time. Maris bounces out from Krasuski to Skarin. That ends the eighth inning. And the Yankees scored two runs. There were two hits. There were no errors. One man was left on base. And so at the end of the eighth inning, the score is Los Angeles 5 and New York 2. Mother, a letter from Bob. Listen, dear Ruth, Chrysler Corporation warrants for five years of 50,000 miles, whichever comes first, against defects in materials and workmanship, and will replace or repair at a Chrysler Motors Corporation authorized dealer's place of business, the engine block, head, and internal parts, intake manifold, water pump, transmission case, and internal parts, excluding manual clutch, 
torque converter, drive shaft, universal joints, rear axle, and differential and rear wheel bearings of its 1964 automobile, provided the owner has the oil changed every three months or 4,000 miles, whichever comes first, the oil filter replaced every second oil change, and the carburetor air filter cleaned every six months and replaced every two years, and every six months, furnishes to such a dealer evidence of performance of the required service and request the dealer to certify receipt of such evidence and the car's then current mileage. Thinking of you always, Bob. Dear, are you sure you're doing the right thing marrying a car dealer? Steve Hamilton is the new pitcher for the Yankees here, a left-hander, with the Dodgers leading 5-2, to two, and we pause 30 seconds for station identification. 810 and you dial WGY Schenectady. A baseball star is someone with that certain something that wins ball games. If you want to be the star attraction in your home, keep plenty of Saratoga ginger ale on hand and serve it often. When you're tense and need relaxing or friends call and you all get to feel thirsty, take a refreshing, relaxing, thirst-quenching drink of Saratoga ginger ale. It's a combination of pure, clear waters and imported Jamaican gingers with a just-right touch of carbonation that makes a rich, zesty ginger ale unequal for taste and flavor. Now on special sale at your favorite store. The applause for Sandy Koufax, who, as the scoreboard in right center field, tells all the fans here at Yankee Stadium, 69,000 even, that Koufax, with 14 strikeouts, ties the World Series record. He has the bottom of the ninth to go to see if he can break it. Right now, he's the hitter against Steve Hamilton, a left-hander. Delivers, and Koufax swings and misses. And now he talks to Paparella as if to say... You know, I had a cut at that ball, but I think I was swinging at his elbow because he was about 20 minutes in front of that ball. The left-hander delivers a curveball, and Koufax takes it low, and it's one ball and one strike. This Hamilton, a big guy. He's got some elbows, too, talking about elbows. He's all angles, isn't he? Tell you, Ernie, when you hit against a guy like that, you don't know if you're hitting fingernails, elbows, kneecaps. <laughs> Everything with that baseball. Here he comes again, the 1-1 pitch. It's a strike, a good fastball. And it's one ball, two strikes. Five runs, nine hits, no errors for the Dodgers in this ball game so far. Two runs, five hits, no errors for the Yankees. Home run by Roseboro and one by Tresh. Curveball, swung on and missed, and Koufax is out of there. These Yankee pitchers have struck out Ten. Ford struck out four in five innings. Stan Williams in the three innings he worked. Gave up no runs, only one hit, struck out five, and walked nobody. So we've had a lot of strikeouts, 24 of them so far, both clubs. Here's Maury Wills. Swung on, popped up foul, out of play. I bet that Wills must feel like he's hitting in an elevator most of the time, as close as they play on him. That boy is right in on top of him. Sneaking in on him. Here's the pitch by Hamilton. Swung on, popped up foul as Wills tried to drive one past Boyer. Two strikes, no ball. There's one out. 
We're in the top of the ninth, the first game of the 1963 World Series. And the Dodgers are leading 5-2. to two. Four runs in the second, one in the third for the Dodgers. Uh, Two-run homer by Tresh in the eighth. That's the score. And here's the pitch outside as he wasted one. Whitey Ford started, then Williams, and now Hamilton. Koufax all the way for the Dodgers so far. Hamilton ready. The pitch to Wills is on the way. It's outside, and it's two and two. He tried to nip that corner. You could see Elston Howard give that target to the outside part of the plate. And this is as far as Hamilton wants to go. He wants to get a decision on 2-2, and here it is. Fly ball, right field. Over near the line is Roger Maris. He's there. He makes the play. Maury Wills flirting with that very friendly right field fence here. But Maris was there. You know, usually in a ballpark, when you walk in to work a ball game, you look for the one field that you want to stay away from, and which is your outfield, where you want to get your outs. And, of course, here in Yankee Stadium, uh, the field that you want to stay away from is a right field corner. And a big part, left center and right center, is the spot you want to hit and uh, let those guys hit that ball. Here's Gilliam. Strike his call. The Dodger pitchers complained about when they were pitching in the Coliseum. No way you can get away from that uh, short fence they had. Gilliam waits. Hamilton delivers, and it's low, and it's one and one. One ball, one strike, two outs. Gilliam waves that bat, waits. Here's a one-one pick. Swung on, hot shot right at Kubek. He's got it. Here's the long throw. They get him. One, two, three for the Dodgers in the ninth as Kubek gets Gilliam. So, as we go into the bottom half of the ninth inning, the score, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers, five, the New York Yankees, two. Koufax taking his warm-up tosses with John Roseborough as he goes into the bottom half of the ninth inning. The three toughest outs in baseball. Dodger bench poised. Wally Moon, Ken McMullen, Drysdale it looks like. No, it's McMullen. Drysdale may be in that bullpen the way manager Alston was talking. For the Yankees, it'll be Elston Howard. Joe Pepitone, and Cleet Boyer, the scheduled hitters. Joe, the uh, World Series record for the most strikeouts by both ball clubs in a game was 22, so that's been already basket here, 24 so far. So we've had two records here, most strikeouts in the ball game by both clubs, put outs by a catcher, Roseboro has that, and Koufax has tied a record with 14 strikeouts. Howard, Pepitone, and Boyer, the hitters. Here's the first pitch by Koufax with the curveball. Swung on a line drive right at Trzuski. Trzuski had him played perfectly at second base. And there's one out in the ninth. 
And it brings up Joe Pepitone. Five runs, nine hits, no errors for the Dodgers. Two runs, five hits, no errors for the Yankees. That's the line score. One out here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Joe Pepitone, who has one for three, waits the pitch by Koufax. He's a curveball and misses. It's ball one. Boy, there's no doubt about this Koufax curveball when he snaps it off. Koufax delivers a fastball, popped up foul, down the third baseline. Gilliam giving it the chase. Wills is giving it the chase. Does he have a play? He does not as it goes into the stands. Both Gilliam and Wills were there. Shag Crawford, the third base umpire, and Tony Venzon, the left field foul line, both right on top of the play. So the count, one ball and one strike. Everybody back in their positions now. Koufax checks the defense, shakes off the sign. Takes a pinch at the rosin bag. Building up to the payoff. And you can feel it. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Curveball. Ah. And listen to the crowd. Can't help but think, boy, that fellow that said that's an optical illusion, he just never has seen Koufax or tried to hit him. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swung on and missed. And strike two, a high fastball. Koufax is tied. The record of Carl Erskine with 14 strikeouts. He has Joe Pepitone with two balls, two strikes. Koufax has his sign, the 2-2 pitch. Popped up. And back of the plate, it's out of play. Pepitone stays alive. Roseboro gave it a good chase. That was a high fastball. 5-2, the Dodgers are leading the New York Yankees in the opener here. Tomorrow's ball game, it'll be two left-handers again. Johnny Padres for the Dodgers. It'll be Al Downing for the Yankees. Koufax ready. The 2-2 pitch, a curveball. Hitting the right field at the base hit. Joe Pepitone singles the right field. Barely up with that ball. And Pepitone stops it first. He has his second base hit of the afternoon. And that brings up Cleet Boyer. Joe, here's the only fellow that uh, Kovac does not struck out. He's uh, gotten everybody, excluding the pitchers and uh, pinch hitters, except this guy right here. Boyer, the hitter. Harry Bright has come out of the Yankee dugout. He'll be the pinch hitter. Lopez was used in the fifth inning. Kovac struck him out. Linz was used in the eighth inning, and Kovac struck him out. And as Ernie has just pointed out, Boyer is the only one he hadn't been able to get. Here's the pitch by Koufax. It swung on and it's missed strike one. Koufax rearing back and pouring on that cold. He's reaching back. Everton leads off first. Koufax checks him, delivers, swung on. Fly ball, center field. Willie Davis is going back. He's there. And makes the play. Boyer flies to Willie Davis in center field. Pepitone scoots back to first. There are two outs and Harry Bright, the pinch hitter. Waller Alston comes out now. He wants to talk to Koufax. Roseboro joins in. And this will be a review of the scouting report. And they've got a good book on Bright. They've played against him. 
right, been around, came over from the Cincinnati Reds, and he has done a real good job for the Yankees. Epitone standing in first, five to two, Dodgers leading. Kopax ready, delivers, swung on, and missed it, strike one, a fastball. Just watching Kopax pitch in his last inning, you got to believe that he knows he's one away from breaking it. He is rearing back, he's humming. The left-hander delivers again, high. And it's one ball and one strike on Harry Bright. The outfield straight away. Dodgers five, Yankees two, Kofax delivers high, and it's ball two. Kofax against Harry Bright, big man for these Yankees. A tying run is still on a bench. As far as the Dodgers are concerned, Bright has to get on. Here's the 2-1 pitch, swung on and missed, he struck him out. And the tension builds here. Two balls, two strikes, two out. Five to two. Sandy Koufax, who has tied Carl Erskine's record with 14 strikeouts. Once again, within one pitch of breaking it. Koufax at the belt. And here's the 2-2 pitch. Tapped on the third base line. It is rolling foul. A foul ball. Harry Bright was fooled on the pitch, but just got a piece of it and stays alive. Bright, a real battler up there. You could just see him flick that bat. Comes back now and gets that bat from the bat boy. Yogi Berra coaching at first. Frank Crosetti is coaching at third. Both hollering encouragement to Harry Bright to keep it alive. Two men out, two balls, two strikes to count. Kofax has struck out 14. That ties Erskine's record. The left-hander gets a pinch of the rosin bag. Takes a look down at Roseboro. Checks the base runner, Pepitone, at the belt. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Bright. Is swung on and missed. Struck him out. And look at those Dodgers come running out. Roseboro congratulates Kofax as the Dodgers have just beat the Yankees in the first game of the 1963 World Series by the score of 5-2 to two with Kofax setting a new strikeout record. And the final score, the Los Angeles Dodgers, it was five runs, nine hits, and no errors. And for the New York Yankees, it was two runs, six hits, and no errors. And in a moment, we'll review the highlights of the game for you. During a major auto race, nothing takes the place of the men in the pits. They have the tools and the talent to keep a car running right. Now you can give your own car the same kind of service with Chrysler Corporation's certified car care. It's like a car health plan. Here, technicians with special tools and talents keep your car at the peak of performance. Certified car care by the men who sell and service Plymouth, Dodge, Chrysler, and the Imperial. Take advantage of it. It's a winner. The Yankees in the first game in defeat 5-2 to two at the hands of the Los Angeles Dodgers and Sandy Koufax. The Dodgers 5-2 to two over the Yankees 
And Sandy Koufax, with that strikeout of Harry Bright, sets a new strikeout record and struck out 15. And Ernie, from the very beginning, when he struck out the side in the first inning, it looked like Koufax had it. He sure had it, Joe, and it was a great pitching performance by Sandy, perhaps one of the greatest in World Series history. And he gets his first victory in a World Series, and he bests the winningest pitcher of all World Series history, Whitey Ford. Ford was the starter for New York. He has now won 10 and lost 6 in World Series competition. Williams relieved him in the 6th inning and Hamilton in the ninth. And Koufax went all the way to pitch brilliantly and had a shutout until the 8th inning when Kubak fled a, had a single with one out and then Trash with two out hit a home run. The Dodgers uh, won it on a surge of four runs in the second inning with one out. Frank Howard doubled the first hit of the game. Scourin singled him home, then Krajewski singled, and Roseboro hit a three-run homer to put Los Angeles in front by a score of four to nothing. The Dodgers added another run on a leadoff single by Jim Gilliam in the third. He was forced at second by Willie Davis. Davis then took third on a right field single by Tommy Davis and came home on the second straight single at RBI by Bill Scourin. And that was all the scoring for the Dodgers. All five of their runs came off the start of Whitey Ford, who went five innings, about five runs and eight hits. Williams had pitched very well in relief. He went three innings, gave up no runs and one hit. And Hamilton, the lean left-hander, came on to pitch in the ninth inning and did an excellent job getting the Dodgers out one, two, three. But the most of the laurels of the afternoon belonged to Sandy Koufax, the whiplash left-hander of the Los Angeles Dodgers, who did a tremendous job. He set a new World Series record in strikeouts when he fanned the final out of the ball game, Harry Bright, for strikeout number 15. That best of the record set exactly on this date 10 years ago by the Brooklyn right-hander Carl Erskine. Erskine had 14, and this afternoon, Kovac struck out a total of 15. For the totals, five runs, nine hits, and no errors. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, the New York Yankees had two runs, six hits, and they made no errors. Our producer today, Len Dillon, our engineer, George Robinson. This broadcast authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience and any publication regarding broadcast or other use of the description and accounts of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner is prohibited. That wraps up the first game of the 1963 World Series. Be with us again tomorrow here at Yankee Stadium at 1245 for the second game of the World Series when your host, as today, again will be the Chrysler Corporation, makers of the all-new 1964 Dodge and the Gillette Safety Razor Company, world leader in shaving. Now, this is Ernie Harwell along with Joe Garagiola saying the score once again was the Los Angeles Dodgers 5 and the New York Yankees 2. This is the NBC Radio Network.